Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're discussing Hocus Pocus 2. Sisters! <laughs> I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. Now, in Hocus Pocus 2, three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Hocus Pocus 2 is directed by Anne Fletcher from a screenplay by Jen D'Angelo, from a story by D'Angelo, Blake Harris and David Kirshner, based on characters created by Kirshner and Mick Garris. Now, the film, of course, stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy, also Hannah Waddingham, Tony Hale, Whitney Peake, Melissa Escobedo and Lilia Buckingham. Now, I'm really interested to hear what we have to say about this film. I think we're going to butt heads on it, to be honest. Really? This film was a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, Okay, we <laughs> agree on that so oh, far. Fuck yeah. I was so, so hyped to see this. It's been long awaited. 29 <sighs> years. And I found it mostly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But there are some issues which for me came down to the screenplay and how well it's structured and whether it sets up the important beats of the story effectively. Mm. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> 
I guess, well, let's start at the beginning of the film. We get a background into yes. the Sanderson sisters when they're kids. Yes. What did you think of that whole okay. origin story? I reveled in the fact that we were seeing the Sanderson sisters as their younger selves. We mm-hmm. have three brilliant young actresses who nail the mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Winifred, I, I thought she did a very good job. Yes, she nailed the mannerisms of an adult Winifred. Yes. Which I thought was a weird. bit strange for a child. Yes. Okay, it seemed fair enough. too much for a child. Right, right. Okay. I wasn't into it. I wasn't into it. Well, I wasn't into it for these other reasons that we spent so long in old time Salem with these mm. characters. Yeah. Meeting them as kids. Yeah. Or, for what we're reason. Because we never actually revisit or that doesn't hold any weight or significance for yeah. anything else in the film. It's very brief. It's really brief. It's really brief. Yeah. I just think the choice for the young actress to do young Winifred as a caricature of Winifred, mm. I don't know that that was the right choice. Okay. You know, there's only one Bette Midler. Of course. So, okay, so your problem with that was she was just trying to be Bette Midler. She didn't th- hold her own or have her I own thing. I think so, yeah. Would there be any other way to do that, though? Yeah, I mean, I think it could have been toned down. I think it sure. could have been more childlike. She yeah. could still be precocious yeah. without some of the flailing hand movements that were too much <laughs> because Bette Midler doesn't do that all that often. All that often. You know what? I wonder whether it's this, and just indulge me for a minute there. They were like, okay, well, this is a made-for-TV movie. We don't have the budget of a theatrical release, but we do want Bette, we do want Sarah, and we do want Kathy to come back. Yeah. Oh, okay, we need to start with an opening with the Sanderson sisters. Oh, yeah, but we can't afford them to be in the whole movie. Let's just go back to them being kids <laughs> and we'll cast them as young children and just, yeah. just be like Bette, just be like Sarah, just be like Kathy. And maybe yeah. that's what they went with. And I think they were. <laughs> but if you look at the young actress who played the young version of um, Mary, mm. Kathy and Jimmy's character, yeah. she was subtle about it. She had the little lip thing, the, yes. the sideways mouth. Mm. She was doing that quite well, but mm. it wasn't over the top. Which is what it was. Yeah, I mean, I it, look, it's, it's tough. It's really tough for mm. a young actress mm. to pull off these iconic characters. Okay, sorry. Can we just rewind back to the beginning of the episode? Because mm. you alluded to the fact that we would butt heads on this. Okay. Were you assuming that I loved this movie? <laughs> yeah, I was. Actually, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, my, my poker face over the last few <laughs> days that we've hung out ha- has worked because, uh, okay. no, Lee, we're on the same page here, my friend. Oh, okay. Dear. <laughs> well, look, no, I, there were some things to enjoy about this. There sure. definitely was. There's a very moving ending, which I, I won't jump to just yet. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a really nice symmetry, too, to the three sisters and the three friends in modern times. I do think one of the characters, Cassie, could have been completely omitted. Oh, she and didn't it, need to be there. It wouldn't have made a difference. That whole subplot about her ditching her friends and having a new boyfriend was mm. undercooked and pointless. Mm. It seemed like they just wanted that number three to be nice and symmetrical to the three sisters. I found that inclusion in the story so underdeveloped and underrealized. It didn't work for me. Those three friends, or mm. be it, it was mainly the two of them, and I, I agree, Cassie was that sort of story arc or angle was more of a distraction than a contributor to the narrative. But Hocus Pocus 2, Lee, is basically the same as the original, just set 30 years later. I disagree with you. Well, there isn't a continuation of the story. Well, that was that was a big thing for me that was disappointing, definitely. Yeah, the story is the biggest part. It's, yeah, they, they make references to the original, but it's nothing particularly new. The Sanderson sisters are returned mm. and... Like, why weren't they 
after Max, Danny and Allison, the original trio of kids. Right. Why weren't they looking for them? Why weren't they looking for them? Why weren't they looking for children in general to eat? That whole thing that makes them so sinister. This is what I think it boils down to. The film is missing a lot of the danger and tension of the first one. And it it is a family-friendly film. It always has been. But this one is really, really, really brought down to that kind of G level. Is it PG or G? I don't even know. But it's a lot more accessible. This is what Disneyfied looks like, Hocus Pocus 2. Right, yeah. It doesn't have the thrills or the charm of the original and I feel like it therefore tarnishes the original. It very much felt like for me, and I grew up on these, a Disney Channel original movie. And it makes sense as why they limited this film to the Disney Plus platform. Yeah. And I'm really fucking pissed. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't honour or nurture the original and the tone. It's made a completely different, weird left of centre feeling about mm. it. It didn't feel right. Yeah, their motivation isn't very clear. And, you know, one of the funniest things about the original is the fish out of water aspect of the sisters being thrown into modern times Mm. and they put them in these disconcerting situations again but without believable enough reasons for them to be there yeah like for example did they in 1993 not have automatic doors that opened up on a shopping center like why are they reacting there was a deleted scene in the original apparently that that is a bit of a nod to okay but it felt like we've been here done that Mm. why are we going down this road again it was more like let's just rehash things that worked in the original but it have no significance or relevance to show up again yeah. 29 years yeah. later. And they're just moving from location to location without any real motivation or believable reasons to be doing it. Mm. Like they usually hunt for souls of children yeah. to keep them young. And that's a sinister... They weren't worried about that anymore? They weren't hungry? Towards the end of the film it does become clear that there's another motivation that's driving Winifred in particular but it isn't Mm. set up well enough throughout the film. You know what? When I watched it, I was so lost because it was so poorly set up, Mm. this little seed planted at the beginning of the movie, that I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, Mm. I I didn't quite understand the motivations or the reason why we were there, and it just – it didn't hit me. It didn't make an impact. It didn't make sense. You know, it is good, though, that they modernised the experiences that the sisters are having in the modern world. They – didn't completely rehash the same stuff, mm-hmm. which I, I'm grateful for. You know, they folded in robo vacuums, which was quite fun, <laughs> and, you know, face creams because of the crazy beauty industry that yes. we have. Yeah. But, yeah, there is just a fair bit of tension missing from this story, and most of the chase scenes or the danger moments just feel quite tame. You know, as I said, it came across like a series of locations for joke setups and flimsy reasons to get the characters to each of those locations. You know, you have the big moment where they bewitch the townsfolk, which mm. everyone would be waiting for. You'd be absolutely hanging on the edge of your seat to see that again. Oh, I was, certainly. So they bewitched the townsfolk to go off and find someone for them. Once the mob finds that person, they all just kind of disperse. Mm. And it left me thinking, what was the point of that? Was, was it point? just so we could get that musical number? Yes. It was a bit of a weak reason to shove it in there, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. But and it was missing the excitement. How do you compare the new musical number with the one from the original? Look, it's not as exciting as the original. Again, it's missing that danger element. It's missing yeah. the menace yes. behind it. And then it didn't come to a head how it should have. It no. was just brushed off aside. Yeah, it was like, okay, we've done that. Move on. <sighs> you know, because in, in the original, the townsfolk yeah. dance until they die. She tells mm. them to dance until they die. Yeah. Like, which is quite evil. That is quite evil. Oh, yeah. 
bleeding feet, no doubt, blisters galore. Yeah. Can we just pause for a second? Yeah. Because what we didn't ask each other was what our relationship with the original film was I in love 1993. It. I love it. Do you, like me, do you throw it on like every Halloween? Yeah. Like, like the, the cult status it has become? A hundred percent. And yeah. we're so invested in the story of Thackeray Binks and his sister and Thora Birch's character and her yes. brother. There's that lovely symmetry. Mm. Were you invested in the new characters at all? I couldn't tell you what their names were, let alone be invested in them, mm. which is a real shame. Yeah. All the ingredients, the chemistry of the original film just wasn't considered here and I think among the sisters it was I think you oh, still get the magic of oh the God three you. of them together oh yes I know we haven't mentioned them yet yes the magic of the three sisters is absolutely there do you want to talk about their entrance for a second how they come back that was actually quite suspenseful until it wasn't until it wasn't <laughs> it was it was very oh what's happening the ground shaking yeah you know it's it's splitting in half and then boom they arrive and then they start singing a fucking musical number yes And I was like, what? And the tone of it threw me. Mm. And I thought, oh, no, what are they doing? No. I'm so glad you called that out because that did excite me as well. I thought, wow, this is, you know, modern day. They're doing some different things with the set and the effects and whatever. Mm. It was almost like there was an abridging scene missing that led them to sing a song unprompted. Yeah. I mean, it did did then cut off and it was quite scary. It was like, oh. But yeah. I just thought it was a weird way to go. Yeah, it was odd. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, the lines, the dialogue in the, in the script is not yeah. great. I mean, uh. there's lines like, I think Mary says, I'm surfing Cowabunga. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they have consciously, clearly, but unsuccessfully, in my opinion, targeted it to a very young audience. And, yeah. oh gosh, they have ignored the fan base. 30 years ago, I was a kid in nappies and of course I discovered <laughs> the I discovered the film in the mid to late 90s mm. I suppose when I was a little older like eight or ten years old but we've grown up with this film it is so dear to our heart and the anticipation of the return to Salem with the Sanderson sisters and then for it to just be like I referenced before tonally this Disney Channel movie vibe mm. it's like hold on where's the darkness where's the danger where's the intrigue mm. I just think a lot of the dialogue didn't fit no. too because there's missed opportunities to play on the fact that they themselves are looking older mm. and need children because they're 29 years older. older. You know, like there was fun moments that you could have really played with there, some meta moments that would have done really well. Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess maybe they should have returned to modern day Salem old and haggard and then they eat a child because no child gets eaten in this movie. <laughs> no. I wanted a child to be eaten. <laughs> You're give, dark, give man. You're dark. What, oh, well, honestly, that was <laughs> one of the most terrifying things about mm. the original movie that the, they somehow got that tone and balance right. Yeah. There was just so many things that they didn't hit the mark yeah. on. Now, a witch is nothing without her coven. Can we talk about Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy, yes, the genius of Sanderson sisters? I've just been hanging out to do this. <laughs> um, I have to say, Kathy and Jimmy is the MVP of this film. She really brought it in terms of character and keeping that consistency Mm -hmm. between the films. I mean, so did Bette Midler. She's freaking amazing. She can still put on a show, right? And so does Sarah Jess. I don't want to discount any of them because they're all three of them were fantastic. Yes. But Kathy and Jimmy also brought some of that menace that was missing back in. It was Mm -hmm. very subtle, Mm. but it was through her character. I mean, look, she's the character that barks like a dog and is just a little unhinged. So you could tell how much fun she was having. You could tell how much fun they were all having. The person I feel that was having the most fun 
was Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> she yes. was just running amok, amok, amok. Yeah. And you could have fooled me that 29 years have passed for, for that woman. Like she still had a great deal of mm. like youthful energy behind her. Yeah, she really slipped back into that role of Sarah yes. Sanderson. Yes. But she didn't get many moments to really shine. She or, didn't have much to do. Or lure the children. You know, where was her song? She yes. kind of started at once, Come but then children, I, I was quite disappointed about that because she yeah. had a really beautiful moment in the original where mm. she got to shine and, and do her thing. Do you know one interesting thing as well? Mm. I think Kathy and Jimmy was actually talking out the other side of her mouth. No. I think she changed the side of the mouth she was talking on. Oh, wait. So different from the first movie or the side of the mouth changed w- intermittently in the sequel? No, no, from the first movie. Oh, that's a bit awkward, isn't it's it? Cool. No, I think that's cool. I think it's Is an interesting it? choice. It's a clever little oh, thing. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Bette Midler, the one and only Bette Midler, is superb. Even with those silly teeth, she can deliver a nuanced <laughs> emotional performance that actually made me cry. Despite the fact I, I wasn't totally into mm. the movie all the way through. Mm. But there's an ending that it's beautiful, but it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And what a loss. And it was only so effective because of her performance. 100%. I was also not expecting that ending. And I liked where they were going. But it had no setup to that. And as a result of the film that I had watched Mm. up until that point, I wasn't invested or interested and I was on the back foot. And so that beautiful performance that she gave, Mm. I was like, okay, that was great. But what a shame it's part of everything else that has happened around that moment. Yeah, I just wish the sister's motivation was clearer and had been set up stronger for that beautiful ending. But here's a fun fact for you. So after early test screenings, the ending was actually tweaked with reshoots. Really? Because it was indicated to be the weakest part of the story. So maybe that's why the story doesn't feel as cohesive as it should be because they've tweaked the ending. So something is missing from there. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, they probably should have tweaked a little more than just the ending, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> that's yeah. a few more things that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, I am so glad that they got Doug Jones back as Billy Butcherson. Mm-hmm. His physicality in that role as the undead uh, Salem townsperson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it Winifred's ex-lover? Or yes. That's debatable. Sarah's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. He's just fantastic in that role. Do you think it took some of the magic and the menace out of it though to have him talking so much? Yes. I found that really uh, abrupt and unexpected. I actually found him annoying because he talked so much. Mm. And he came across to me more like a Jack Sparrow character. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, what is going on here? Why has he got such a voice? Because it didn't feel right to me. Yeah, okay. You think he needs a bit more of that? I wanted wanted more groaning and mumbling, of course. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, he is a fantastic Doug Jones physical actor. Yeah. He's really well known for it. You'd be surprised how many of these sorts of roles that he is behind the creation of these very physical iconic characters throughout the decades. He was a good injection in here, but again, something wasn't right with him like so many other things in this film. We're also introduced to Sam Richardson as Gilbert who owns a magic store in the Sanderson sisters' ancestral home. Mm. What did you think of him as a sort of... Pointless character. Okay. I was unconvinced by the link that he had with the original story and in bringing it all together, mm-hmm. I didn't understand. It was He was such a poorly written character <laughs> and inclusion in this film. He was fun to watch generally though. Like, oh, he's a great actor, mm, but yeah. he didn't work for okay. me. And then, of course, the three newcomers, Whitney Peake, 
Belissa Escobedo and Lilia Buckingham mm. all delivered fine performances, mm. but the stakes just weren't high enough or dangerous enough for their characters. I'm glad you said that. There were no stakes in this movie. Yeah, I mean, in the first movie, they're trying to kidnap a little girl, trying to kidnap someone's sister. Yeah, and also save the whole town who don't seem to listen or understand what's going on. Yeah. These kids are alone in their ply of saving Salem. Mm. Here, these kids are just... Again, like, whoops, we brought them back. We better get rid of them. Ah, And then (laughs) there's some, you know, annoying friendship thing going on that I cared little about. (laughs) And I didn't really believe their chemistry as friends. Oh, no, look, I didn't mind it. But again, Mm. Cassie was kind of like this outsider and they never really developed that storyline. So it didn't feel believable when she came back into the fold. Yeah. I mean, look, when you compare the original trio of kids from the original film and the chemistry and the character development and the brilliant performances behind it, and then you jump to Hocus Pocus 2. They're incomparable. I don't think it comes down to any of the performances in this film, though. It's how they're written. It's written, It's yeah. It's how they're written, yes. I will give you that. They're, yeah. they're good little actors, but they didn't have much to work with. No. Let's talk about the special effects and the sets and the mm. costumes. Um, so the special effects have obviously come a long way since the original. Oh, God, no. This movie looked awful. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it looked awful. There wasn't much of special effects, which I f- no. found a bit sad. But look, just encompassing the whole thing, there was something missing with the, the feel and the atmosphere of the movie. Mm. It lacked charm. It lacked that Halloween feel that the original had. There weren't even any establishing shots of the town of Salem in there. So you didn't get a well, sense you know, of they context. Did, they didn't film in Salem this time. Well, that much is obvious. <laughs> uh, because you, you're just jumping from scene to scene, place to place. But there's no sense of the... Like, Salem is a beautiful city. It's got so much character to mm. it. This film lacked that character, that architecture, that feeling and that tone. You could have been anywhere. It, yeah. it didn't feel like we were in Salem. The costuming, though, by Salvador Perez Jr., I found was spot on. Mm. It really evoked the original yes. with a little bit of a modern twist, I guess. But yeah. I mean, look, you're in modern day Salem as opposed to 93. You're in 2022. Everything matched up to that. And the injection of the Sanderson sisters' costumes mm. and everything was fine. And it was it was nice to see all that yeah. kind of mould together. <laughs> it was fine. It whatever. was fine. Oh, I'm clutching at straws. Did here. you did you notice that some of the same Halloween costumes from the original were in the crowd that gets bewitched? Oh, no, I didn't. So what did you see? The Madonna one was in there. That is great. The devil and the old lady, you know, the ones that host the Sanderson sisters, yes. the master. It's master. <laughs> A lot of nods to the original, mm. including the band that plays in the original. There were people dressed up as them, which no is kind of cool. Oh, gosh, you had a sharp eye for yeah, this Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's nice. Look, the the one thing that I'm going to say, other than the performances of Bet, Sarah and Kathy, the one thing that felt like a warm, nostalgic hug was the film score and bringing that iconic sound that you associate yeah. with the original film. At least I feel they got that right. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for film scores and yeah. what, once you hear that come in, it's it's nice, it's familiar and yeah. it feels good. It's just a shame that not much else felt as good as that. Do you know, this one was a hard one to dive back into because it is so beloved. It's a mm. cult classic. It was always going to be tough to do a sequel. It's always tough to do a sequel after so long. Mm. Some movies really pull it off well, like Scream, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. We keep referencing we that one. We never stop referencing I know. Top Gun Maverick. So, yeah, it just needs 
needed a bit more. It needed a better polished script. Yeah. It needed to have purpose and reason as to why the senders and sisters were coming back. It needed more menace and tension and stakes. I mean, I could go on and on. We've listed it at length in this Mm. movie. It just needed more work. And believe it or not, despite it being 29 years, they needed more time on the source material before they brought us back into this world. Do you think, I'm going to ask a hard question now, do you think it's the expectation attached with the film that made us fall so hard? Look, that is absolutely not lost on me and I'm glad you've asked that question. Our expectation is almost almost impossible to meet. But I can't forgive filmmaking that lacks coherent storytelling. I'm sorry, I can't. This movie lacks coherent storytelling and there's no real reason that they all come back and they've convinced mm. us that it is. I think that a lot of people are still going to really love this film, though. And I hope they do. I re- I hope they do. I hope it's a generally easy watch. Yes, that I'll never throw on again. Yeah. Okay. I will never throw this on again. <laughs> I will absolutely throw on. Actually, you know what? I have to watch it again tonight. With yeah, because my your husband, husband he hasn't <laughs> seen it. Fuck. Oh, anyway, he doesn't know whether I like it or not because... You kept that quiet? I've kept that quiet. You're going to be sitting there like side-eyeing him all the time going, looking at his reaction, (laughs) wondering what... I mean, is it a deal breaker if he likes it? Uh, No, I mean, I won't divorce him. (laughs) We'll stay married. There's a lot of things that he doesn't like that I love. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, we're still friends. (laughs) We're still friends. Wait, what don't I love that you love? Oh, God, there's been quite a few over the episodes. Oh, gosh, all right. She's got a bit of side-eye <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it's it's an easy watch. It's a family-friendly watch. It is. If you're a diehard fan of the original, it might not live up to your expectations. But let's let's wrap up. Okay, so Hocus Pocus 2, put a hex rather than a spell on me. More Disney Channel original movie than cinematic it was one of the most anticipated films of the year and what we got was a fan service with no substance. It had no atmosphere, no soul and lacked the balance of light and dark of the original. The only redeeming factor here for me was Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy, all of which brought it and looked to be having a lot of mm. fun. I hope fans of the original aren't as disappointed as me and find the love in this one but I sadly sense many will feel the same. It's time to close the book and let the <laughs> Sanderson sisters rest because I can't take another blow like this again. I'm going to rate Hocus Pocus 2 one and a half popcorn kernels. Wow. You went you went dark. I went dark. I went, went darker dark. than the film, that's okay. for sure. So Hocus Pocus 2 is a charming enough sequel, but it lacks some of the magic, danger and nuanced storytelling of the original. The Sanderson sisters always steal the show, with Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy resurrecting the characters with the same style and exceptional talent that they've always had. I think this is an inoffensive family film to enjoy, but it doesn't hold a black flame candle to the original. (laughs) Oh, look, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm going to give it two popcorn kernels. I was going to say two and a half. No, I'm going to go two and a half. You are? I think it'll be enjoyable for most audiences. Okay, gosh. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you think of Hocus Pocus 2. Fan of the original or not, please share your thoughts on social Mm -hmm. media. Well, Hocus Pocus 2 is available to stream on Disney Plus with a subscription to the service from September 30. And as always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.